Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz, and welcome back to the fourth Sunday of Easter, otherwise known as Good Shepherd Sunday, for the week of May 3rd, 2020, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig into this week's podcast, and I am excited that we are at Good Shepherd Sunday. I think it's such a great time in the year where we remember what it is like to be cared for. What is it like to really be one of God's chosen people, one that he is so worried and concerned about? I think especially even in the weird hustle and bustle that we're in right now, that either we're extremely busy, that you're an essential worker, and or your business is still going, but it's flexing new muscles and doing stuff differently than what you've been accustomed to before, or that you're at home and the hustle and bustle is just even wondering what day it is and being able to figure out and how are you going to continue to move day to day and still feel like it was a productive day of some nature. And that's a difficult thing to be able to do and wrestle with and contemplate We're in a new place, a different place than we even were four months ago. It's crazy, but it's also hard to force ourselves at times to slow down, to take that breath. What does it mean? So let's look at last week's Twitter question. Like I've kind of referenced, have you taken a breath in the last six weeks? And the reason that I even ask that is with the work and stuff that I've been doing, I was realizing and still am realizing how I'm just running and running and running and how often I'm just in this place of trying to catch my breath. If you've ever heard the Mark Schultz song, which I'll attach down below, Running to Catch Myself, it's not quite like that, but it's a different type of running I've been doing. I think if you look at people around you, I think there are essential workers that are doing a different type of running. I think the people who are still working in some way are doing a different type of running. And those who maybe aren't working are doing a different type of running yet again through either worry, through either things where they're trying to figure out what's next, trying to figure out how to spend their time. It's a different type of worry. I think the other thing that I found with one of the responses that we got back this week from a loyal listener was contemplating how often do we really count our blessings? How often do we honestly sit down and think about the ways that we are blessed, the ways that we have been given a gift for today, and then in that being able to understand that God is still there? that God is there, but we need to take the breath to be able to get to the place of being thankful, being understanding of what is going on. And I think even before all this was going on, those breaths were few and far between. I think those breaths were almost more gasping than breathing, where we were trying to fit so much in and all we had time for was a gasp of air. And I really hope as we come out of this that this is something that we learn is good to do. It is good to breathe. 
It is good to take time to recognize what God is doing. And yet, I wonder at times, are we going to be able to do that? It's a hard thing. It's a skilled thing. But it's something that through discipline, we're all able to do. And I think really be able to help transform us as a Christian, as a person, just being the simple practice of breathing. So let's get into this week's text for Good Shepherd Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Easter. And a lot of this comes from the gospel text this week, which is from the gospel of John chapter 10 verses 1 through 10. And so Jesus is telling this parable and that no one enters the sheepfold but by the gate and those who enter another way are a thief and a bandit. And Jesus calls himself both the shepherd of the sheep and then also throws in the gate of around the sheep and that they understand and know his voice and they follow him and then they won't follow a stranger's voice. And he then says to the people here, his disciples, that he's the gate for the sheep and that people follow him and whoever enters the gate will be saved and go out and find pasture. That the thief comes to steal and destroy, coming from verse 10. And I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. A lot to understand in Jesus' typical parable style. It's more of this story of how do we understand being the gate? How do we understand being the shepherd? And we'll talk about that a little bit. The first reading is from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And this is continuing on this story of what we've been getting out of Acts the last few weeks. So now we're having the people together. They're having fellowship. They're listening to the teaching. They're breaking bread together. And it's, again, through this kind of going off of what we were just talking about, taking a break, taking a breath, understanding and seeing everybody day after day and looking at and contemplating and realizing the blessings that they had, that they would be praising God and looking at the ways that God was blessing them in this time. And day by day, that more and more people were being added to the book of those being saved. So this idea of the needed fellowship, the needed time together, the needed time of breaking bread, which is difficult in these times. It's a hard text to kind of read at this moment. This text that focuses on how much we need to be together, but I still think in this time in which we're in, we're able to see the breaking bread, the fellowship, the teaching happening just in different ways, creative ways, such as either YouTube services or in Zoom meetings or just ways to be able to connect with people, I think is part of that. The psalm this week is Psalm 23, which is probably the most familiar psalm to everyone. It's the Good Shepherd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it continues on on how does this shepherd lead us, and that we trust the shepherd, and that it doesn't steer us into places where we shouldn't be, that it takes us and is able to protect us 
and it is continuing to be able to move us into ways that we shall live abundantly with him. It's a great metaphor. It's a great one for Good Shepherd Sunday. It's this idea of how much a shepherd takes care of his sheep and why wouldn't God do that for us. The second reading is from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 19 through 25. And I think this, again, ties really well into what we just were talking about for last week, that we are aware of what God did for us. Peter here is discussing how we have to be able to understand this is what God did for us through Jesus, the pain, the suffering, unjustly. And that in this, that there might be times within our following of Christ that we are going to go through hardships, that we are going to go through things. And yet it's still for us supposed to be this time of understanding that we are still following Christ. We are still trying to do the best that we can. And this isn't a time when we turn away. This is a time for us to just continue to be drawn in like a sheep that has gone astray, just returning to the shepherd and understanding that his voice and following him will be the best for us. And we get that right out of verse 25 at the very end. For you were going astray like a sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your soul. Understanding that as we go through this life, that doing what God has called us to do is difficult, and there's going to be times where we don't follow. But understanding that returning to the Lord when we understand that we can't do what we would like to on our own. So before I get into how faith and science tie these texts together, I have to do my shameless plug for Working Preacher. If you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it because I'm not an ordained minister. I love tuning into them every week for their commentaries, their discussions, and their own podcast where their podcast has four different seminary professors to breaking down these readings week after week. And it helps give me guidance, again, since I am not an ordained preacher. So if you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Also, I'll put in one final plug for God Friend and Me. I watched the conclusion to that show last week. And ended up having actually a nice discussion with one of our other listeners this last week talking about it. And I think it was a great way to conclude the show, though it definitely had questions that I wish it would have gotten into further. But I think at the very final end of this, and I think it's a great message to think about, is that faith is a journey. And that the moment that we think we have faith figured out, We really don't, and that there's so much more that we have to learn. So if you haven't checked out God Friended Me, I'd highly recommend it. I think it shows in a lot of ways how faith and life are still very important today, and yet there's still so much mystery that we are all trying to figure out with this. A lot of my thought this last week, because of how much we keep getting sheep and shepherd phrases throughout these texts, 
is looking at the Gospel of John and what is in there. And we get this idea of listening for the voice of the shepherd. And I'll attach a video down below, and I think I've used this link below before. And it's not even a real scientific link. It's just a link of how shepherding is done in different parts of the world. Here in the West, we are more accustomed to using sheepdogs and more accustomed to using something to round up the sheep. Whereas if you are looking at what Jesus is talking about here and even is still used in parts of the world today, the sheep respond to the shepherd's voice. So the video that I have down below is multiple people are told what the call is to call the sheep over. And multiple people try calling the sheep and there is nothing that goes on. Finally, the farmer, the shepherd, goes and does the same words, but does it the way that he does it. And immediately you see a difference in the sheep. Immediately you see the sheep start to perk up and start to listen. And as he continues, the sheep literally come running to him. And it got me wondering, when do we recognize voices. And there's a lot of rabbit holes you can jump in on this. And there's a lot of different ways you can approach this. But the thing that I can definitely find is this. And I'll attach all these links down below. Is that babies definitely recognize voices. It's very confident that babies recognize especially their mother's voice but also people around them. And it's really quite interesting, the studies that have been done and what is going on, that we talk to babies all in a similar way, that we also have found that mothers will activate different parts of the brain through just communicating directly with their child, that they found different studies on that. We found that it's very early on in a child's life that they will be able to interpret emotion coming from a voice, even though they themselves can't necessarily say even words yet, but they're able to understand emotion. And to me, it got really interesting that, yes, we would be able to understand and listen to those voices that we have been bred in the womb with, that we were in the womb with, that when we were knit together, that we would understand those voices. And again, I'm going to put in a little side note. I found no scientific research with this next one, but I will attach the link down below. And I think it's really interesting, and I think it actually is a decent parallel to what I'm trying to get at here. And it's an old clip from an Oprah Winfrey show. And this woman who came on who stated, I have observed in babies from zero to the first three months that there is a universal language that they are trying to communicate with us based on the different types of cries that they have, that they are trying to communicate what their needs are. And if 
we as the adults respond to that and learn this language within that first three months, they will continue to do it. And if not, they will quit. And it was talking about feeding and burping and discomfort and being sleepy. And it was quite amazing that the subtleties in the cries, you could hear them. It was hard, but you could definitely have learned the language and how quickly this woman was able to calm these children around her that she had never met just by understanding the language and what they were trying to communicate. How often do we let God try to communicate with us? If we are seeing that children at a young age are recognizing our own voice before they even potentially came into the world because they know the mother's voice coming out and based off of, again, I wasn't able to find a scientific source on this, um, but also other familiar voices, people who are around consistently. We have studies talking about how the brain reacts differently when hearing those voices and that it's opening up new areas for the brain to activate when they hear these voices it's familiar with and thus it reacts differently and the child will react differently in that. The soothing, the comforting, the knowing who takes care of that child. Brothers and sisters in Christ, how often have we actually been listening for that voice? Or how often do we get consumed in what is going on in our own lives that we miss that voice? We all probably have experiences of a parent or guardian who we crave being around. At some point in our life that I need to go and talk to my mom, I need to go back and talk to my dad. There's comfort their safety, just like a shepherd leading us to where the green meadows are, where the grass is, where it is safe. And we are seeing then that through these responses within our brain, I think it is a bit of a safe conclusion to make that partially is due to being safe. You can't necessarily test safe, but you can test that they feel comforted that they feel comfortable, that they are then reacting that way. The first Peter reading brings up how there are going to be times where things are difficult, but then we come running back to the Father as we realize that his way is better. And it's like a sheep responding to the voice that we can choose to respond to or choose not to respond to the voice. And that through that, then we will be able to understand that life is easier following than leading. And that's hard because our world talks about being a leader. And even in that text from First Peter, does it not sound like leadership? But if you endure when it is right and suffer for it, you have God's approval coming from the end of verse 20. But yet he also goes into how we'll go astray and then we return to the shepherd for the guardian of our soul. There is a time to lead and a time to follow. And that's a hard line to always figure out. It's the time to breathe and the time to push forward. 
It's the time to understand that we are being led and understanding the blessings on the other side of that will be greater than anything we could have done on our own. It's understanding that we need the fellowship of other disciples and apostles around us, be it virtually or in person, and to continue working and toiling with and discussing the different things that are going on in our lives with them so that we all can continue to praise God and move forward in that. Why do we need the other apostles to help us understand if we have voices that are coming in that we think are the shepherd and understanding that with the sheep, we understand that, no, maybe that's not the right voice, that we are starting to be led astray. Brothers and sisters, in this time, this is a time that we need to have each other. This is a time where we need to be able to talk about difficult things. This is a time where we need to be able to lay our burdens down with God, but then even talk about them with our brothers and sisters and being able to work through them like a scientist would. What are some of my difficulties? Like we talked about a couple weeks ago and discussing how scientists will talk with other scientists to be able to work through things. If we can recognize at least our mother, and early on our father's voice also. Can we not understand the voice of God, the creator, the one who put us all together in our mother's womb? If we listen, maybe we can. But I know for myself, to listen, it means that I need to take a break from talking. And my fiance will tell you that there's plenty of times where I like to talk and sometimes struggle to listen. But I think also in the same breath, it means that we need to just breathe, tying back to last week. If we don't come up to breathe, not gasping for air, but to really take a breath, how can we listen? If all the voices around us are gasping for air and just continuing to tell that we should be doing this or doing that, are we honestly letting the Holy Spirit guide us? Are we really letting God speak to us? Are we really letting God be the shepherd, the one who's protecting, but that we have to be able to come to his voice when he calls and says, come here. The shepherd's job is to protect. The shepherd's job is to guide us. And in these times, there's a lot of voices that are going on. And it's hard to know at times who we need to be listening to. And I think it means that we need to stop to breathe, and to listen. God is still there. God is still calling. But with God calling, God still also works with other people, and God calls and works with other people. And that, to me, is why it's so important to have the Acts reading here also. We need to be able to talk to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you're in a spot where you are isolated, where you aren't talking to brothers and sisters. The Twitter question will be more of something for you to do this week. Twitter question will be, have you called and talked to a brother or sister in Christ this last week? Have you called and talked to a brother or sister in Christ this last week? We need to be able to talk with each other, and we need to be able to be 
able to talk to somebody who we're comfortable with to open up about these difficult things that we're going through. Because in First Peter, it is even discussed that there are going to be hardships and welcome to the hardship that we're all going through right now. And we're all having it different ways. You have essential workers that are working their tails off so that there is something for us to be able to continue living. Maybe it's not the economy rolling, but it's that we can continue to live. You have the businesses that maybe aren't essential, but are trying to figure out a new way of moving forward and are working hard to figure out how to make that business work. And then you have those who aren't working and are maybe struggling with finances or speaking from my own experience in my times of being unemployed, struggling with self-worth, struggling with the idea of I'm not essential. What am I doing today that's productive? And those are valid cries. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we are all damaged goods and we all need to come together and work together if we're going to listen and be able to interpret how Jesus is calling us in these times and where he is calling us to be and how he is calling us to move forward. For me, I think about that video of the actual farmer, the actual shepherd calling his sheep. And I wanna be one of the sheep that understands it's his voice and understands that as he keeps calling, which he is doing, that I come running, knowing that whatever I'm going through, the shepherd will take care of. The shepherd will lead me to a place that I don't only live, but prosper, because there is a gift that he has given me that he wants me to succeed. Just like a parent cares for a child and that the child then understands and recognizes their voice as a protector. God is that for us. God is calling all of us today, and God is calling us in this weird world in which we're in. We need to listen, and we need to respond to how God is calling us. So, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.